And now here's another timely yet timeless word from the Word of God from one of our services at First Baptist Church of Crawfordville. When Pastor Dave was talking about 12 years ago when we called him to come speak to us at the house because we needed to talk to him, I'm sure he panicked because prior to that it had been teenager issues and marriage issues and things like that. So he probably was like, oh no, what do the wells need now? Um, But uh, yeah, Um, I just wanted to start by introducing us and, um, and also thanking you guys for letting us come share what God's doing in Malawi. He's been very active this, this year. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have an inactive year, but he's doing a lot in Malawi. And we just want to share that with you guys today. Um, we are John and Molly Wells, for those who don't know us. And we have our daughter, Paris. You can tell because we match. Um, uh, yeah, Paris, we, God had called us into foster parenting in a season of our lives, and that's how we got to have Paris as our daughter, which is so awesome. Um, so we have been serving in Malawi, Africa as missionaries to the Yao people for 14 months now, and um, God has done a lot in the past year. Um, you can see on the screen, we had never heard of Malawi before we went there, it's kind of hard to see, but it's the orange squiggle in the in southeastern Africa, and the island of Madagascar is the island you see over there. And we live in the town of Mangochi, Malawi, which is in the center of really where all the Yao villages are scattered, and there's hundreds of villages around Mangochi. Um, we serve with a sending agency called SIM, which used to, when they first started, I don't remember how long ago, they were um, Sudanese Interior Missions was the original name. But their vision statement says, because people are living and dying without the gospel, convinced that no one should live and die without hearing God's good news, we believe that he has called us to make disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ in communities where he is least known. And that is exactly where God has called us. Um, The Yao people are 98% Muslim. This is a mosque that we took a picture of in Malawi. And you see these as you drive. Um, There's there's many, many mosques as you drive um, through the countryside in Malawi. Do you want me to do it? Um, I just want to kind of um, help you know the Yao people better. This is a typical Yao home. Um, They're very poor and they construct their, they make their own bricks out of clay and water and then they fire the bricks in a kiln and they build their own homes out of bricks. The windows don't have glass or anything, they're just open. And this is a little fancier house because it has a sheet metal roof on top. And then these are similar homes. Actually, this picture was taken, the the first house you saw is right next to these homes. And this is in the village of Kazembe Mataka where we do a Bible study. Um, But some of the homes have thatch roofs and the Yao people typically sleep inside and they just, roll mats out on the floor and sleep on the floor. During the day, they're mostly outside. Um, 
they cook outside over open fire and um, that's basically what their housing looks like. And they are subsistence farmers, which means they farm to survive. Um, in this picture, you see a maize crop in the background and it's sweet potatoes in the foreground. Um, maize is their staple crop, which they use maize to make their staple food. Um, maize there is the equivalent of field corn here. It's not like sweet corn that you can just, that we would eat off the cob. Um, I made that mistake when we first got there thinking, oh, this will be like sweet corn. It's not. <laughs> um, so um, they have harvest one time a year. They harvest, they let the maize dry on the stalk. They harvest, um, they take it to the maize mill, which is what this is, and they have it ground into a flour called utandi. Um, and then they take it home, spread it out on a mat, and let it dry completely. Then they bag it up and they store their, um, their harvest for the entire year. And they eat, they use this to make breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So if they have a bad harvest, a bad crop, it's very likely that they will um, go hungry or potentially starve if it's a bad year. Actually, this is kind of a bad year. They have what they call hunger season from about now until they harvest in March because people are starting to run out of their maize flour from last year. Um, so it's a difficult time. So they use the maize flour cooked with boiling water to make the white stuff you see, which is called encima. It's literally just maize flour and water cooked together to, till you get this like sticky consistency. So then they can, they eat with their fingers, they get the maize the flour stuff and they make it into a ball and then they use it to eat the relish that goes with it. <laughs> Typically they have like a green relish and a protein which might be beans or usipa which are little dried fish or um, peanut, ground peanuts. Um, they only have meat typically um, for celebrations and special occasions because it's too expensive. And this is actually a plate that John took a picture of his own plate. So yeah, that's a typical or Yao meal right there. Now the Yao people that live on the edge of the lake and the river, many of them fish. And um, every time I take a, I didn't take this picture. Did you take? Oh. Um, Anytime we take a picture of these, it's like a scene from the Bible, you know, like Bible times. But um, anyway, many of them fish for a living as well. All right, hopefully now you can kind of see um, what the Yao people are like. Uh, mostly Muslim, very poor subsistence farmers. So that kind of gives you an idea who, of who they are. Um, now I want to switch gears a little bit and show you what God's doing in Malawi. Not us, of course. We just kind of hung on for the ride, so to speak. A lot happened. Um, a lot happened in this past year, and wow, it's just amazing how he's been working. This picture here is of the team when we first arrived. You have a bear and bazoonish on your left, the couple there. They're from Ethiopia. They're an SIM missionary couple there. And then the couple in the middle, Benson and Ruth, are local Malawians. They also work with SIM. 
So the, the, the four of them um, were church planters, and they actually planted the first church there. Then, of course, you see us, and then you see Francis on, I guess it would be my left, your right. Um, Francis was there when we arrived, and he actually stayed on our compound. And Francis is an SIM Malawian missionary who was being sent as a Yao to Mozambique to minister to the Yao. So it was great to have Francis around. This group, um, before we got there, this group was already, uh, they already had a house church that was meeting in Abera and Bazunish's house. So they've already kind of started a church before we got there. Because of that house, house church coming up, SIM purchased a five acre plot of land for in hopes of them to build a church on. And just before we got there, they they built the first church on the land and as you can see it's a it's a you know very primitive thatch structure there on the land <clears throat> sim also did i get the right one nope sim also paid to have a deep water well um dug on the land too so you can see there the drill that was drilling um, for the water and then we had, this is when we arrived. Now we arrived and we were there for the building of the water tower. Here's the foundation. And you can see here the water tower that was built. And then on top, this is the top of the water tower. You see a um, solar panel on the top. It was actually all solar powered. So the pump was, was powered from solar and pumped the water out of the well into the two tanks that you see on the top. And then the water came out of the tanks in, in its spigots on the ground throughout the property that you could get water from. We got there in September and rainy season was fast approaching. Rainy season is, starts about now. So we were very scared that the temporary thatch structure that the church was meeting in was going to be destroyed. So when we got there, we started to put our heads together and we decided to go ahead and build a more permanent structure for the church to meet in so they wouldn't have a fear of, of their church being blown down, basically. So this is the start of that. This is just right after we got there. And just before rainy season, the construction ended, which was good. Most of the construction ended to where we could actually meet inside this more sturdy uh, church shelter. We almost got it all the way completed. You can see we just didn't have the windows in yet and there was no door yet. And sure enough, well, I'll show you first. Here's the inside of it too. You can kind of see it's all brick inside and even brick on the floors there. And as you can see, rainy season came and it knocked that that structure down. We actually had Cyclone Anna. You guys probably haven't heard of that over here, but Cyclone Anna came through and just wiped it out, basically. <clears throat> After rainy season ended, then we were able to go back and complete the building and put, um, put ventilation blocks for the windows and put a door so it's much more secure now. We can lock it up. And we put um, gutters around the outside to help with the flow of water. So now this is where we meet for church every Sunday. And it's, it's, it's temporary for now, because we, we want to build, of course, a regular church um, once we can raise funds to do that. But this is a good place where we can uh, meet for church temporarily now. And then this can transition into some other ministry building, like even for the kids that Molly helps lead. So it'll be useful down the, down the road.
this is this is a video of a drone shot that kind of shows the um, the lay of the land so to speak of the property that we have there in Namwera that shows how much property there is with five acres so there's so much more room um, for development on that land so right now we're praying we're first first of all we're praying for God to give us the actual deed from the government um, we've we paid for the property it's just kind of held up in government bureaucracy basically there in Malawi so we're waiting on a final deed to come, which should come any time before we do any more building. But then we're also praying about what God would have us lead, what he would lead us to do with building on that property, what we should start with. We already have a place we're kind of meeting in right now, but do we need to go ahead and build a church now? Or could, could it, would it be better maybe to clinic or a school, theological education place to meet there's so many different things that god has put on our minds that is greatly needed in that area so help us to pray for that can you imagine <clears throat> now that's all about the construction i'm going to shift again now because the church isn't the building right it's all the all of you all the people right it's not the building can you imagine um coming into church one day and everybody in here was completely brand new to Christianity and had no idea what Christianity was. You know, here, churches in the United States, you have new people come in all the time, but it's a few here, a few there, where most people here in a church, you know, know what Christianity is. When we got there, the whole church was brand new, didn't know much about um, even articulating the gospel didn't didn't know about the bible old testament new testament so we we've, we've spent a lot of time really trying to um, teach them and equip them how to share your faith um, just all kinds of different things so we spend a lot of time on the weekend on saturday and sunday teaching they work very hard through the week and don't have much time to break away, so we use the weekends to do most of the training work. A typical Saturday for me lasts from, I usually get over to Namware about 8.30 in the morning and we go till about 1.30 with, with training. So you can think of five hours in the Word, it's really awesome, and it goes by so fast, but it's a long time. So on Saturdays, we start with worship, and we have prayer, and then we dive into the Old Testament on Saturdays. And it's mostly a discovery-type Bible study. We pick a chapter, and we all just sit down around, the, around on the mats and on a floor, and we just talk about it and let them kind of discover the Word on their own. And they really do a great job. It's amazing. And then on Saturday also, we take a little break, and then we um, do a little bit of leadership training in the church to try to um, try to build up leaders and equip leaders to come from that church so that's just a picture there of me one probably one Saturday talking <clears throat> and here's Benson on a typical on a typical Sunday we have normal church services they go from about 8:30 to 11:30. so it's okay today if I go about three hours is that okay <laughs> It goes about three hours from 8.30 to 11.30, prayer and worship. And usually on, um, on Sundays, there's a, a, a good gospel message, of course. And then we dive into a New Testament chapter and go through the New Testament quite a bit. 
Also, we're really wanting each and every member to have their own Bible in their own language. So here's an, an example of me presenting a Bible to, this is Mama Neot Jackson. And what we did was we wanted to, um, we wanted them to learn a little bit too when they got their Bible. So we're trying to um, get the church to memorize Bible scriptures. So we, we challenged them. If I gave them a, a long list of Bible scriptures to memorize. And if they could memorize just the first six Bible verses, then they would get their own Chiao Bible. So we've given out probably 20 or 25 now, I think. So it's been really a hit with them to learn. <clears throat> this is another typical teaching day with me. And this the man with me is Fatsani. Fatsani knows English, so he's one of my best friends, right? <laughs> so he can, he can translate for me when I don't know what I'm supposed to be saying. So I keep him near, near to me a lot. Fatsani is also one of those who are, who've, who's been risen up. He's, he's becoming a leader in the church. So it's been really great to have him and, and to work with him. And even last year, at the beginning, it was about a year ago, I guess, right? About a year ago, SIM, we recognized him being a leader. We sent him and his wife, his wife's name is Maganizo. We sent both of them to um, Bible college in, the, in the, the larger city of Blantyre. So they both attend Evangelical Bible College of Malawi right now. And they've just finished one year of training. It's a two-year um, training. So it's really good. He, they are both there in Namwera now while we're home. So he's able to be helping uh, Benson while we're away. So it really works out great. They're going to the villages together and everything while we're home. So be, be praying for them. They, they have had a, it's been a tough time to be away, be away from their family, of course, for a couple years. So be praying for that couple. And then we did, this is a, I love this one. This is a three-day training that we had on evangelism. So we pulled a whole group of people, you know, whoever wanted to learn about how to share their faith and be able to articulate it. We brought a, we brought a group in to help us train this. And it, so it went on for three full days. You can, you can see, this is just two of the ladies getting involved and getting into the word and learning about it. And then two guys there just smiling and sharing with each other about the word. And then we even gave them certificates at the end. You know, it was kind of a neat thing to graduate from evangelism training, so it was good. And then, of course, you can't forget training the kids, huh? Yeah. Um, in Malawi, amazingly, 70% of the population is under the age of 20. Um, because of the HIV epidemic that happened in the 80s, they lost most of a generation. Um, so there's lots of kids, and they're the future of the Yao people. So one of the first things God brought to my attention in our church in Namwera is that the kids didn't have anything, no teaching. During service, the kids would just lay on the mats and sleep a lot of time. So we started um, Sunday school with the kids. Once we have worship, um, I and um, one of the women will take the kids out for the rest of the service. We meet outside um, between some storage containers and... Um, I have two of the women, Benson's wife, Ruth, 
translates for me and they alternate there's an, another yeah woman that will translate for me um, but uh, kids ministry is important in any given situation you can advance um, this is mama Miriam she's the other woman that translates and my goal is to get the women in the church to take over the children's ministry um, as of right now only these two women are interested in helping with the kids ministry so please pray that more women would feel led i don't know if they feel inadequate at this point because they're so new but the goal long term is to get them running it um, this is just me teaching the last sunday before we came on home assignment um, and if you notice the black milk crate thing there that's our library um, whenever Paris finishes books with our homeschooling. We put them in this box and bring them to church and the kids can check out a book and then bring it back the next week. And I know that sounds simple here, but they're like, they love it. And they learn English in school. They're not um, anywhere near fluent in English, but it gives them a chance to practice and pictures with um, picture books are great as well. This is just Paris playing with one of the little girls, Ruthie. Um, they like Play-Doh a lot. And um, you may notice in these pictures that all the kids have their heads shaved, boy or girl. And that is because in um, Malawi, to attend government school, all the kids have to have their heads shaved. And I, I've been told it's because, so there's no distinction in economic um, differences. So I'm not really sure. This is um, one Sunday we made goat masks. They really like that. Um, oh, this next slide is a video, which um, it's the kids singing a song, one of our worship songs called Quenda Ni Yesu, which means walking with Jesus. And um, when I told them we would be playing it in America, they were so excited. So enjoy. <laughs> Aren't they just the cutest? Whew. <laughs> so that's that's a lot of what's been happening, what God's been doing at Namwara Church and the property there. This is a different village that we're going to um, called Kazeme Mataka. <clears throat> we like to call, we almost call um, Namwara Church the mother church and Kazeme Mataka the daughter church because this one kind of came out of Namwara Church. 
So this is a village that's about probably was 15 miles and miles, 15 miles away from Namwera that we go to now twice a week, which is good. And this was what the group looked like when we first started going. It was kind of a small Bible study that was happening. The man in the front with the yellow vest, his name is Washington, and he's from Namwera Church, and he's the one that we're kind of pushing to lead this group at this time. Um, real re recently, maybe a month ago, um, the chief of this village gave this group a piece of property that they could have of their own. Not very big, you know, just a piece of property that they could have and they could meet on. And maybe two, three weeks ago when we arrived, um, the village surprised us and they had this temporary church started. I miss what happened. Stop. <laughs> They had this, we, we, we came and there was this church started. It was so amazing. And then the next week, they had it finished there. And it was a, a regular church that they could meet in. And then here's an example of the inside. Here's the, the village of Kazembe Mataka having service. And Namwera Church was so excited that their daughter church did this they wanted to go and encourage them. So the next Sunday, here is both churches meeting together. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So here's both churches meeting together, and at this service, the chief was saved. The chief and I, there were like six others that were saved during the service. So very good time. And here's a picture of the group um, after we, we ended up having worship service that day. And then Kazembe Mataka cooked for all of us. So we had a fellowship meal together as well. So it really worked out well. There were, ended up being, I think we counted 50 adults and 50 children during this. So it was about 100 people. Yeah. Here I wanted to list out for you um, where we're working. So you can be praying. Please be praying for each of these villages. Um, you reckon, hopefully recognize the one on the top, Namwera. That's where the mother church is, right? And then the second one, Kazembe Mataka, the sister church. And we're actually doing evangelism training now at Kazembe Mataka so they can go and have their own daughter, right? Very exciting stuff. The next four villages are villages where we're having Bible studies happening, where we're in hopes of them becoming like Kazembe Mataka. So they're the villages of Taliani, Mpinga, Nunji, and Magamero. And the bottom two, Msanga and Simbiri, are two villages that we've been praying about and we're trying to get a Bible study started there. And I think it's gonna happen hopefully the next couple of weeks. Benson's been working hard in those villages. So you can be praying about those, be praying for those villages. Also, something that God has really been placing on our hearts, the hunger there is pretty devastating. And like Molly talked about the maize, if they, if they can't grow enough food to last them the whole entire year, they're suffering and they have to ration it. And if they, they need to buy more to supplement, to get them through, and they just don't have the money to be able to do that. 
and fertilizer there. I know Ms. me and Ms. Lori kind of talked on Facebook about fertilizer. Fertilizer there um, for a 50 kg bag, so 100 pounds or so, of fertilizer would cost them about a whole month's salary. So it's very expensive for them to farm. So um, Molly and I thought it was time to start looking at using our CHE, CHE training that we had on community development. And this training is offered in Malawi. It's called Foundation for Farming and Farming God's Way. And it's a, more of an organic way to do farming. You don't rely on fertilizer. You rely on composting and things. So when we return, we're really going to look into this. Um, S, some SIM missionaries in Mozambique have already, have already started to do this, and it's been very successful. So this will help us couple um, helping to meet physical needs with their spiritual needs, of course. And what we're hoping, well, let me, let me let the video play so you can kind of see what it is and see what it's like. And this video is actually from Malawi, so you can kind of get a, you know, more of what Malawi's like. About three years ago, my field looked like this. I wondered why is the maize not growing well. Now I practice a new way of farming. Do you see the difference? May I share with you my story? My name is James Shower. Three years ago, I started to practice Foundation for Farming. Now I have learned that a good harvest doesn't depend on fertilizer. I realized that I can use what God has already given me. I started using the manure of my chickens. I used even the manure from my toilet to feed the soil. We cover the soil with mulch. In this way, the soil will not dry out quickly. Some people don't like it that we do things differently. They talk badly about us. When we faced troubles, it was hard to continue. Now we are so thankful that our maze looks well. This year we will have enough food. I will sell some maize for school fees. what God has given us and God blessed it. I can share with my community what I have learned about foundation for farming. I hope my village will come out of poverty. To see how God can change a community gives me so much joy. Did you guys ever think I would be a contractor and a farmer? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what God will call you to do or be. Um, 
Another way that God is working in Malawi, we have a, SIM has a partnership with Radio Lilanguka, which is the only Christian radio station that broadcasts in Chiao, which is the language of the Yao people, um, in the Mangochi area. Um, the missionary that runs the radio station has um, given us uh, uh, audio Bibles, um, that we can distribute in the villages. So it's these are solar powered. There's no power in the villages. And so they can listen to the Bible. And then also radio receivers that they um, can receive, they can listen to the Christian radio station. It only, it only picks up the Christian radio station, so they can't listen to anything else. Um, so that's awesome. And the way it works it, with the radio station, they will, um, oh, you're right. Yeah, actually, the next, there's a little short clip we have of one of the men broadcasting on the radio. It'll also give you a little taste of what Chiao sounds like. So continue praying for our language learning because um, I, may, I think it's our age. It's a little challenging. Um, we're slowly getting there, but oh my gosh. Um, we can hear it, but it's hard to get out what you want to say. Um, so with the radio station, when people, they, they let people know, if you want to hear more about the Bible, call into the radio station. When they call, then they will send out a small team to do a Bible study in that village. So we got invited when we first got there to help with a Bible study in Chisamba Nopa. And these are some of the women from that group. Um, it's, a it's a great group of women, um, all Muslim, who are... Uh, learning about the Bible and um, within the last couple months they have all said that they believe that Jesus is the Son of God <laughs> you guys know we always cry sorry <laughs> um, this is my gusto she's one of the women and of course they all love Paris We've had them over, we usually meet in the village for Bible study, but we've had them come to our house a couple times. Um, these, this is Aisha and Susan, they're sisters of the chief. The chief happens to be a woman in this village. This is me, me teaching them how to make pumpkin bread. Um, we had gone to Bible study and they gave us pumpkins from their garden. And I took them home, cooked them in the oven, made pumpkin bread and brought it back the next week. And they loved it. They'd never had pumpkin bread before, so they wanted to know how to make it. So they came to our house, and we had Bible study and pumpkin bread 101. Yeah. In the beginning of the presentation, John had talked about what our team looked like. Well, since then, it's changed. This is our team now. It's our family and Benson and Ruth's family. And Benson and Ruth are Malawian. Um, Abera and Bazunish have gone back to Ethiopia to stay, and Francis has gone to Mozambique as a missionary to the Yao people there. So um, this next video I love. It gives you a taste 
you get to see Benson's heart for the Yao people. And I will warn you, he's a major gesturer. And you have to really focus to understand his English with his accent. We thank God because after I've been away to home, my son, we do have the couple like John Williams and more. They are so active, they are so, uh, 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 that's a, a, a wonderful, they are wonderful people. They are doing great, they have a heart of gospel, they understand this gospel. And it's all about being a missionary, but it's about understanding and answering the God's call. So we have many missionaries, but the question is, do they understand the calling? So there's a, there's a difference there. So I'm just grateful to have them because they can do whatever it is that they can take, they can lay life for others. I know I'm not saying simply say we have experienced that. But talking again for Namura Church and this place called Kazim Mataka, this is what we are discussing all the time. As of now, we are at this stage where we are um, equipping people, uh, teaching people. Uh, these people they are from Muslim, most of them they are from Muslim context, uh, they are from Muslim religious. So we are keeping them, we are teaching them that they will be they will be uh, independent in the sense of saying that the church of Namera and the Kazembe Vataka will run by themselves. They will be like indigenous people, the people from Namera, people from Kazembe Vataka running the church and testifying to their families and immediate people, immediate family, even in friends and family, even in villages, is referred as Mangochi as they are on the church, as they are the owners of the church. We might be going soon. He might be going John Wells, he might be going soon. Auntie Moore, she might be going soon. I'm not saying that in a, in a Bible, but at the end of the day, it's a church. You remember, Jesus Christ, he has to teach people, and he went to heaven, and they all scattered, but they came back, and they start preaching the gospel. Imagine how Jesus equipped them. If Jesus didn't equip people, they couldn't like, they are, they testify and evangelize. So this is the idea that we have to teach Namura Church. So in the future, the vision is to see Namura Church evangelizing, reaching many lives, testifying to their families, reaching communities, and, 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 and changing the life of Namura, even not Namura, but district, and even district in Malawi at last. Yeah, to our fellow brothers, and uh, sisters in Christ. People, they are dying without knowing Jesus Christ. And there are so many people dying without Jesus Christ. If we attempt to be blind eyes and we are not seeing this, we will end up answering this to God. It's time that we have to raise and, and, and stand to reach and reach people. It's not only the building, it's not only the mission, it's not only about people who are reaching, but it's only for the glory of God. Because the Master is coming, and he's coming, and he's coming, he will ask us as Christians what we have done. So for the supporters, I would like to see more supporters supporting, seeing that we can save many lives from Muslims. We can save many lives going to hell. We can support many lives. And there's the many lives, they can go to heaven. And as we say, the Bible says, if one soul is with Jesus Christ, there's joy in heaven. That's the joy we are looking. So supporters, come in, in, in as many as you can. Let us save lives. It's not about you should see him when he's preaching. <laughs> His hands are going all over the place. It's so funny to see. But what a passion he has. It's it's 
we couldn't ask for anybody better to work with than Benson and Ruth. So we've really had a just great time with them. This next clip I want to show you very briefly. This is what it's all about. This is a baptism that we had recently. And the girl you'll see, her name is Ivy. Wait till you see the look on her face when she comes out of the out of the water and she comes up out of the water. The uh, Just the joy of um, knowing Jesus as her Lord and Savior. That smile on her face is what makes it all worth it for us. So yeah, this is what it's all about. So um, yeah, I know you've heard a lot during this little bit of time that we've had. There's so much more to tell y'all. Um, we're so grateful for this church and for all of you who are here that support us, pray for us. It's just, you've been, a, you've been a really great for us this past year, so we thank you so much for that. By far, this church gives us the most support and the most prayer. So we're so thankful for you. If you if you aren't supporting us, we pray that you would consider it, of course. First of all, we really need more and more people praying for us. That's what sustains us over there in Malawi. So please pray for us. Pray for the Yao people. God's doing an amazing job, amazing work right there now. Um, we can't wait to see what's going to happen this next year. We're going to try to hang on again for that. But please be praying for us. Pray for the Yao people. We brought our prayer cards down in the on the front pew down here. You can grab one if you don't have one. I know most of you have them already, but if you don't have one, please grab one. Molly's put the magnets on the back so you can stick them up on your fridge. We also put a, um, a sign-up sheet down here. If you're not getting our newsletter, please sign up for that. We put out a newsletter once a month that, um, that, that will tell you everything that's happening um, in the ministry and ways that you can be praying for us during that month. So please sign up for that. And partner with us financial, financially. We would love to have more come on to help with the work there that we're doing there with the development of the church property, supporting Benson and Ruth, all the different things that we're doing. Um, and is God calling you to maybe go to be a missionary? We need so many more people on the ground with unreached people groups. There are thousands of unreached people groups in the world, not just the Yao, who we are affiliated with, but there's so many more that have never heard of who even Jesus Christ is. So we pray that God's tugging on your heart to maybe even go and to become a missionary. And if that's the case, please come talk to me, come talk to Pastor Dave. We would love to share more about that and how to be a missionary. And even come visit us. Come on a short-term trip. We would love to have you. We have plenty of room. We just put in two sets of bunk beds, so we got you covered, right? You and can I'll, come cook, on. I'll cook American food. You won't have to eat <laughs> Malawian food, I promise. So come. We would love to put you to work. <laughs> 
I just put this slide up. This is how you could partner with us financially if you so choose, if God's leading you in that way. We actually now have two ministry funds that are going. One is one that supports us directly so we can live there and be supported there. We are fully funded in that ministry fund. And even so, we're even over a little, so we're pushing money from our own ministry fund into the next one, the Yao Ministry Project Fund. When, when we return back to Malawi, I'm going to be the project manager of the Yao Ministry Project. So I'll be in charge of um, making sure those funds are distributed correctly. And those funds will go to the church property, will help support Benson and Ruth. And they go to um, other ministry-related things that have to do with the church, such as those Bibles, those Chiao Bibles that we've been giving out too. And I've made it easy. I've, on our website, wellsministry.com, I've put a link there um, for both of those two different projects. Or you can come, come talk to us. We'll be here after service um, down front, so please come talk to us. And we'll be in the Wakulla area up until the first part of January. We would love to talk to anybody who wants to learn more. I could talk all day on, on what's happening and what God's doing in Malawi. So thank you. I guess we better stop now. <laughs> All right. You guys, me up right here for just a second. Um, yo, yo, yo. There you are. But I was wondering if maybe on a Wednesday night or a Sunday night, maybe John and Molly could come back. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a great idea. It's on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you just we can work yeah, we'll work something out. We'll have them back on uh, probably a Sunday night and uh, just have kind of an open forum so that you can ask questions and and see you know learn some more about Malawi and what have you. Now I know that Alex is putting together a trip for next June. The what? Last two weeks. Last two weeks of June, taking a group from Grace. So if you're interested in that. Let me know. I'll get you in touch with the right people and what have you. Uh, the, the only restriction I think that they have at this point is that to get into Malawi, you have to show proof of vaccination. That's, that's their only, their only gig. And that could go away pretty soon. Uh, for when they left over there, they had to wear masks on that 17-hour trip on the plane. And when they came home this time, they did not. So that was a blessing. In a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, thank you so much, John and Molly. You know we love you. And you are just welcome here anytime. It's just great to see what God's doing. And I knew John was going to start crying. I didn't think Molly would. But I knew John would. He's just that tender. He's just he's just tender-hearted that way. When, 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 when the Lord touches him... And especially seeing people come to the Lord. Uh, that's why he got that way. But as he says, that's what it's all about. That's why they're over there is to see people come to know Christ. So thank you guys for being patient. Let's just close in a word of prayer and they're going to hang out here for just a few minutes. And so you can come and chat with them real quick. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for John and Molly. We thank you for the just passion that you have given them for, uh, uh, for Malawi and uh, the people there, Lord, that are, are, are 98 percent Muslim and, and do not know you, uh, do not know your son, Jesus. And so 
God, we pray for them that you would continue to raise up people to support them financially, to support them in prayer. Father, that is the big work. That is the real work. And God, they've got so many different things going on in these different villages and starting Bible studies and building churches and just uh, seeing people come to know your son Jesus. We are grateful for that. We ask for your blessing on their ministry, Lord, that everything they touch would prosper because they are doing it for you and in your power, not their own. God, I pray that you would keep them focused on you just watch over their family watch over Paris Lord as she's there I pray that in the end they're going to look back and say yes this was time well spent and the Lord used us uh, Father I just thank you so much for them and just ask your blessings upon them and it's in Jesus name we pray Amen Thank you for joining us for this podcast from First Baptist Church of Crawfordville you can find more information and follow us on Facebook or visit our website, CrawfordvilleFBC.com.